This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. Craig's already laughing. I'm sorry. He's already laughing because he knows that I'm going to say... This week we're covering Shark The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And, 3D. <laughs> and here's here's a little background. I on this. can't say my name <laughs> yes. doing this movie without breaking into laughter. Like Craig Fay is covering Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> This is my favorite. Okay, so this is the background on how this episode has formed. Okay, so I got an email directly from my website, which I will say to listeners, I will very much pay more attention to if you immediately email me at my uh, my uh, comedy website. Anyway, I got a plea from a gentleman named PJ, and he said the only thing he wants in his life is for us to cover... The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I thought, well, what a what a what a what a nice thing to say. Why don't we at least watch it? So I tell Craig, I'm like, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna tell you if we could do it, and if we can do it, let's do it. And what was it like yesterday, two days ago? All I get is a text from Craig being like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> and just me no, going. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, not even what the fuck did I just watch? I was still watching it when I was Oh, yes, you. pardon me. What the fuck am I watching? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even get to the end of this without texting you and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, I mean, if for those of you who haven't seen it, like Rebecca and I, this is our first time watching it, uh, what... <laughs> What's the plot of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Rebecca? Um, I mean, if I was to describe it, if okay, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. Okay, and there's a lot happening. If I was to describe the plot line of this movie as simplistically as I could, I would say there is a child going through a divorce, or what seems to be could be a divorce. He is severely depressed and retreats back into his own dreams in order to psychologically deal with all of this. That's kind of what I've gathered. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's the subtext. <laughs> but I also put it, it's like, yeah, so it's like he's, it, Max, I think is his name, and he has invented these two characters, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and kind of, uh, they have to go to the planet Drool, which is, an, again, a place that he made up, and fight kind of the, the, um, 
the classroom bully Linus and his mm-hmm. teacher for kind of control over the planet drool. I think that's as coherent as you can possibly make that movie. Right? I, I, I suppose so. Because, okay, team, listen. If, if you haven't seen this movie... You should go watch this movie. What? You should go watch this movie. Go watch this movie right now. If you haven't seen this movie, you should have seen it yesterday. Okay. And wow. Craig is of obviously the exact opposite opinion that I have. This movie, I haven't watched a movie in, in forever, it feels like, that made me laugh out loud this many times. Now, was I laughing for the right reasons? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> was I laughing because they wanted me to laugh? No. Okay, but this movie is hilarious, okay? It's undeniably hilarious because there are no rules. There are very little plot. There, There's almost, it, it, it manages to have too much plot line and none at all at the same time. And it's a thing of beauty, okay? It is a chaotic mess and I love, I love it. I love it. I was thrilled to watch it. <laughs> this is, yes, there was, so the, I, I will admit uh, I laughed out loud at this movie, uh, which has not happened in a while, but it wasn't, I felt like it wasn't out of, um, joy. <laughs> I felt like it was kind of a laughter of confusion. Okay. You know, when someone like messes with your brain so much and you're like, Haha, what the hell is going on? Uh, that's where I felt it. And the exact moment I felt that was for some reason, this was the detail that put it over the top for me, which was all of a sudden. And I don't think they explained it or I missed the explanation of it. <laughs> uh, where all of a sudden these like bubbles just start appearing and they've got these literally clip art smiles on them. Like, like someone went on the internet and was like <laughs> smile clip art and these bubbles just come in and then shark boys like get away, but they're like singing. They're like, la 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 la. And it just these bubbles. And I fucking lost it. I was like, what is, what is happening? What is going on? I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> if you, if you're like Craig, I wouldn't watch this movie. It broke my if, brain. If you're like me and you like something that is so deliciously bad, it's good. Get on board with this movie. This is the hidden gem you've been waiting for, team. This guy, what I like about this movie, I know I'm, I, I know we've been talking for like almost six minutes and we haven't mentioned the villain yet, but we're, we're going to get there. Just we're going to get to the villain. <laughs> we will absolutely be discussing whatever morality we can get out of this, I guess. <laughs> but the fact remains that this movie was done by the same director as spy kids okay with the same budget and this was the result and i could not be more pleased this is this is like when tim burton went way over the edge (laughs) like this is what are we doing What's happening? Because there are no rules, and the rules change constantly. Oh, yeah. It, it is literally like a child wrote. You know what I mean? It oh. is directly from the point of view of a child. <laughs> a child Rebecca. Wrote, what? Do you want to know why it feels like a child wrote this? Oh, my God, Craig. If you tell me a child wrote this, a I'm going to throw my computer. A child wrote this. This this is this is the big bomb I wanted to no! drop on you. A, no. this, is a, this movie was written by... Uh, Robert Rodriguez's kid to no. the point at which the kid has 
a writing credit. Right even in the movie, it goes story by Racer Rodriguez. And that is his son. If you go on IMDb, like obviously adults, like there's adults, himself included, credited with this. Uh, well, yeah, somebody's going to have to type. I couldn't even get sure. through the sentence, man. I couldn't get through it. I tried. But, I tried. I couldn't get through that sentence. But these are characters invented by a 10-year-old child, a story put together by a 10-year-old child, and then turned into a big budget movie by uh, his dad. And let me just say that that actually makes me respect the movie a little bit more. And it makes me understand the directorial decisions a little bit more. <laughs> because, like, I just put it, let's put it in, in your head. You're a 10-year-old, right? You're like, Mom, Dad, look at this. Look at what I've, I've, I've drawn a comic book or I've written a story or something. Mm-hmm. And they go, this is so cool. Good for you, Rebecca. You know what? We're going to turn this into a movie. Like for a parent to have that power to just indulge a kid's literal fantasies, uh, I kind of respect that, right? Where you're just like, nope, fuck it. I've made enough money doing Spy Kids. We're going to do this. That's what I kind of like. And Lava Girl never acted again. She didn't? I don't. She she does not. Uh, she is not able. I, I believe she's not uh, done. What has she done? She did a 2006 movie. She did a 2007 to 2009. It looks like a children's show. Okay. And nothing else, really. I, I think she either thought, well, this has ruined my life. <laughs> Or, well, I've peaked. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Whatever one. <laughs> I mean, not to chi- uh, criticize a child, but one could argue she's never acted. Uh, <laughs> insinuating oh. that the acting isn't very good in this. That's, well, the, honestly, that's the sick burn I just gave on a child. <laughs> on a child. <laughs> honestly, I, you know what, what shook me the most about this? was not the acting because again I'm like okay the, you yeah, know what I mean you're watching kids. children act we're like what do you what do you expect from these kids man um but the lines of dialogue that they gave Taylor Lautner okay shark boy okay i i've like i i've never heard a human being speak like this i've never heard an adult a child a person speak the way that he speaks like he literally it's it's almost like yeah, it, it, you're right. A child wrote this. He says He says at one point, he goes, my strength is failing me as well. I'm like, well, we could have said that a different way for sure. Like, like are you, are you, are you, uh, I, I don't know where they got some of these lines for it. Like, it's all so much like, uh, there's so much like exposition and just like, I, I don't understand the parents. Um, oh. I, okay, I don't understand any of this. I'm, I'm just shrugging right now, which I know doesn't uh, come across on audio, but just like, just me raising my hands being like, I, I don't know what to say. That's my reaction to everything you're saying right now, Rebecca. Okay, so I'm going to dive into some, let, let's discuss some of the, the the quote unquote villainy in this movie. And why, I, mean, I, yeah. I guess, you know, the point of the <laughs> That's what we're here for. So, okay. So first I'm going to talk about our, our lighter villains here. Okay. One of which I be I, I believe is the parents kind of being presented at the beginning of the movie. All right, and okay. it's like, look at this, 
look at this poor dad that just wants to write and is being forced by his by his strict wife to get a job. <laughs> and it's like, that is very much the point of view of a child <laughs> because I yes. wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> okay. Because just because you have like a part-time job or something doesn't mean you can't be a writer. You still have to contribute. There's still somewhere in the middle here that is appropriate. You yeah, still, I, there's bills to pay. And this, this concept of, um, it's wrong to tell your obviously your your child that is obviously having some sort of breakdown uh, that he needs to get his head out of the clouds. If any kid needs to get his head out of the clouds, it's this motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it's this kid. Okay, this kid has been told by other adults being like, "You need to relax. You need to get some friends. Let's get some reality going on." Um, I think that is kind of the advice that he should get because there is a moment, which is the advice that his mother gives, and the yes, 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 the conflict. Yeah, yeah, yes, that causes the conflict. That's like, you won't let me be a dreamer. I'm a kid, and that's not necessarily what's being what's happening here. It's just kind of like, hey, we need to. You're floating, and we need to bring you back down a little bit yeah. because you're talking about how you wish you could spend all of your time in bed. So you could live in this other reality. This is not the concept of somebody that's going well. Okay, this isn't a good track that we're on. Let's get this kid off of it instead of having enabling father going, do whatever you want. Lay in bed all day. Dream your dreams. Depression is fine. I'm depressed and I'm okay. <laughs> Except I, I really do feel like the, the character of the father is so inconsistent throughout this entire thing where it goes like, at mm. first of all, he's like, He's the one being like, I believe in him. I believe mm-hmm. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. All right. And then later we learned that it was the dad who told them that he didn't believe in him building that robot. And you're like, okay. And this is the part that got me the most because like. I think it's the same part because I laughed my fucking ass off. They're trying to paint the father as like a whatever. Yeah. And the mom goes, I'm going to walk you to school. And it turns out the school is right across the street. And the kid goes, uh, why do we have to live so close to the school? And she goes, Ugh, your father said it would save money on gas. It's like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Your husband uh, decided to get a beautiful house. Uh, it across, is beautiful. Across the road from a school. And you paint that as a bad thing? Like, like I'm sorry, if you have a kid, buying a house near a school is 100% a good thing. And you are saving money on gas. <laughs> 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 like, like, the father goes from supporting his kid's dreams to being the one who says the dreams don't matter to both simultaneously being a totally irresponsible husband to being kind of too responsible like it's such an inconsistent character and i kind of fucking love it <laughs> you, you know what i loved this is and this was one of my personal favorite moments when this is all coming when we get to the end and there's this weird switch where all of these things are actually real because the kid really believed in them oh, so God. this like tornado shows up but it's not really a tornado but it kind of is a tornado <laughs> Um, and, and the two parents are like holding on to each other 
from the tree because <laughs> someone's going to get sucked up in this tornado. And, and they're talking about their relationship. Like, they're literally like, I thought you wanted me to leave. And it's like, okay, well, firstly, how has this not been a discussion prior to this? Secondarily, not the concern right now. There is a tornado non-tornado that is immediately threatening your life for some reason and then they immediately get saved by lava girl and shark boy and you're like and you as an audience member just have to be like yeah that checks out <laughs> like that checks out the only thing i wrote for that was parents <laughs> reconcile while being sucked into a tornado <laughs> That is just legitimately what happens. Like that is absolutely what happens. <laughs> like, like, like holding onto each other, flying in midair, and like they're not having conversations. Like, don't let go. Don't. Oh my God, save me, save me. They're like, I thought. Oh God, it is. You know what? I've changed my mind. Watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say that, Craig. I'm like, how am, after hearing that do you not want to watch this? I am laughing so hard over. Like, I think I just got a little burnt out on the movie by that point, but you're mm. right. Legitimately hilarious. Uh, and like two fairly capable actors, like David Arquette and, uh, and, uh, 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 from, oh, K- uh, Kristen Davis from like Sex and the City, right? Like these yeah. aren't. Just, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like these two people, I, I want, I want so badly, so badly. I would pay money to be a fly on the wall in the room where they're reading that script and going, <laughs> what? Like, what, it, what is my motivation? <laughs> sorry. Why do I suddenly want to take this piece of shit back? Like, yeah, sorry. Your motivation changes page to page. Keep up. All right. <laughs> we, 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 this is a fast paced movie. You gotta, you gotta recognize <laughs> What was this movie written by a child? Oh, yep. Oh, it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. total Honestly, that's, Craig, that's that child's <laughs> point of view too, where they're like, you know, it would get mom and dad back together if they were being sucked up by a tornado. Then they'd yeah. realize how, oh God. Uh, so, so they're kind of like, they're not really villains, but they're kind of like, they start as such. It starts as like, this is the, yeah. the, the catalyst for my problems. Okay. This is the, this is the area that's probably causing this child's uh, mental decline. Okay. Yeah. One of, and it one is, of, it, it, it yeah. is a mental decline. Even if they try and breeze over that, I'm like a kid saying that he wants to lay in bed all day so he can live in a different reality is really crazy. <laughs> and it's super dark. Like it's Red so flag. dark and it's dropped Red so flag. lightly. Like it's just, just like, Oh no, this isn't a problem. So, which brings me to um, who our two main villains are. Okay. So our two, I, I guess <laughs> our, two, our two main villains. So one of them is his teacher. Okay. Uh, George Lopez. Uh, George Lopez is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Oh, Oh, George, your back, your back is broken. Okay, you, Your back is broken. I don't know. And I'm not a big George Lopez fan. Okay. I'm not, he got a, I think he, yeah, he's, he, uh, I'm not a huge fan of his comedy, what have you, but, you got to he he brings it out for this movie. Okay. This guy, I don't know how he can I don't know. This movie reminds me of like something YTV would put together as an ad. Do you know what I mean? Yes, the old <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Like old so for, YTV would be like yes. 
the electro uh oh, electro boy yeah and for those mm-hmm. listeners who are not from canada ytv is kind of like our um nickelodeon i guess is what you would call it oh yeah and, yeah and way back in the 90s they had like these pioneering cgi um like what were the intros like interstitials mm-hmm. where it's like basically they hired some fucking animation student from college and like where it's like give us 30 seconds of like birds diving into mirrors and becoming fishes. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember, like horns playing music, like that kind of thing. And it is mm-hmm. absolutely like, like this movie came out, what? Like 2000, 2005, I think 2005. And we're talking like groundbreaking CGI of like 92, 93, like, like before toy story. And that is absolutely the best, um, best comparison of the quality of the CGI. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking about while I was watching this. I was like, this looks like, yeah, like those commercials, those little uh, blips between shows and shit. I think, were, I think they were called short circuits or something like mm. that. YTV shorts or something like that. Yeah. Google it and you'll know exactly what we mean. Um, but, so, yeah, oh, George fuck. Lopez is out here trying trying to make a miracle happen. <laughs> Just trying to keep keep it together. So he is... Um, so he's the, he's Max's teacher, but he's also, um, but he's also the villain in his dreams. Okay. He is Mr. Electric. He is a face with cords and there will, and the cords are very important because there will be many cord fights coming up. You got to pay attention to those. They're all, yeah. they're everywhere. Um, there will be a moment where for some reason, instead of just putting his arm in the water, he puts eels in the water. His powers change moment to moment. You're not really sure what he's capable of. Can he summon a tornado? Most certainly. Do we know why? <laughs> I have no idea. It has nothing to do with electricity. I <laughs> It, it, As we all know, tornadoes <laughs> are powered by electricity. You Gotta change what, those batteries. <laughs> you know what got me the most? This was this was one of my favorite moments in the whole movie. One of my uh, yum yum yum. One of my favorite moments uh, is when the tornado is really popping off, and George Lopez, as his teacher, okay, as his teacher, says. Well, how are, what are we going to do about this? And then when he discovers it's not a tornado, it's actually him as a dream as Mr. Electric, he says, well, children, what are we going to do to fight this thing? <laughs> Instead of going, let's go. Okay, you know, throughout the school year when we practice those emergency, like, evacuation systems, we should probably do one of those right now. Because yeah. this seems like the situation it was built for. Um. And I'm so glad you brought up that he was both things because in that moment when the tornado shows up and like he see uh, teacher George Lopez sees uh, Mr. Electric, the the mm-hmm. villain, and he turns to the Max and he goes, you made me the villain. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and I that is one thing I really do want to discuss because like that threw me from the beginning where I was like, your teacher is trying to be nice to you. Yeah. He's he's like, I understand that you are, uh, you're into like, you using your imagination. And I understand that you created these characters in your head. He goes, but there's a lot of really nice kids in the classroom. And if you got to know them, I think you'd find that they would be your friends. And I was like, that is the most helpful thing i've ever heard he's trying to make 
help you come out of your shell. He's ha- trying to help you find friends your own age instead of getting lost in like your little. And and the other thing I love is when, as a teacher, at when the bully Linus, who I think we're going to mm-hmm. get to in a little bit, um, steals his dream journal. Just, <laughs> I mean. I don't promote bullying, but when you say bully steals your dream journal, uh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Frank. I did write down, I'm like, you don't steal a man's diary. Okay, no. you don't. That's 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 some super cold shit, dude. <laughs> okay. You don't steal a man's diary, his dream journal, none of it. You don't do yeah. that for anybody. It's like it's like every time I leave my joke notebook somewhere. I start melting down immediately because I'm like, if somebody opens that, I might go to jail <laughs> because there's a lot of things written down in there. No context. Okay. Like it's, it's just like, it's a line I want to use or it's like some sort of concept or something. And I'm like, if somebody read this, they'd be like, this person needs to go to the hospital. Have <laughs> like, I ever told you, does that happen to me? Did I ever tell you this story? No. Okay, so this is like back, like I think maybe I'd done one mic or something like that before mm-hmm. I even started doing comedy seriously. And I carried around this little book in my pocket where I just like wrote down fun little ideas, as you do. Um, and this was back when I was in university. So I went to like the gym at school and like I think like when I was getting like my pants out of the locker or something like that, um, my keys and this little notebook fell out and I didn't realize it, right? So I figure out that they fell out at the gym and I go back and I'm like, hi, I think I lost my keys. Did anyone turn something in? And they go, what do they look like? And I describe them like, oh yeah, here they are. And I'm like, great, that's them. And then there's like a beat and I was like, there was also, I think like a book with it. Is there any chance someone turned that in too? And the guy's expression just changed right away. Oh my God. And like his face just dropped and he goes, oh. And he hands it to me and he goes, that's fucked up, man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh and my god! And I was just god. like, Ooh. "All right." Oh my god, Craig, my butthole just got tight. Like right? I can't. How That's am I still such doing a comedy? How am I? How have I had the fortitude to stay in this this long? I have yeah. no idea. And if you can imagine, Craig, that's your notebook. That's my notebook. <laughs> What's mine? <laughs> To be fair, it was my notebook before I really found my voice. So, oh uh, yeah, we were all nightmares back then. Yeah, who knows? Oh um, God. Yeah, did you want to talk about Linus then? Because like, I okay. think he's kind of the main villain. Okay, here's my okay. I'm gonna. I want to say a blanket statement about why the villains are are right in this movie. Okay. Blanket statement, if you take this movie, okay, not as a metaphor or anything, for exactly what it is, okay, because I believe that's what it believes it is, okay, like, I I don't think they're trying to be, like, too clever here or anything like that, it really just seems like this is what it is, believe, and they'll show up, okay, because they do, and the other characters are like, we see them, they're real, all this kind of stuff, so, if all of these things are real, okay, um, yeah, this kid should have got his dream journal stolen. He should be told not to dream as much because this man is a weapon. You have terrorized your entire <laughs> town with your imagination. Shut that shit down, okay? They're trying to stop somebody from exploding 
I think this is the right call. Okay, if you take this at face value, what it is, okay? This kid has inflicted a lot of damage upon property all because he his teacher didn't like him hanging out with his daughter. Like, I think we could probably take a seat, son. Okay, yeah. I think we could probably take the dreams down a notch. And I get that there's this whole lovely message of like, he throws his dream journal away and he's like, there's more dreams where that came from. Um, I'm sorry, if this is happening in my town, you're not dreaming anymore. Okay, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> We're not going to start concocting different ideas. We're shutting it down. Okay, we're just shutting it down right now. Yeah, and I, I won't hear another word about it. <laughs> I don't know if it's too harsh, but uh, maybe if that kid is just conjuring tornadoes every time uh, his teacher gets mad at him, uh, he should be in a medically induced coma for the rest of his life Jesus where he has Christ. no brain. <laughs> oh my God. All right. All is right. that too, too much? Too strong? Too strong? It I might, don't know. It might be a little strong for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But, but you know what? Who knows what this movie is? I, I certainly don't. I feel like I could watch this movie five times in a row and I would understand it less than the first time I watched it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you get that vibe? Yeah, I think it's one of the, it's kind of like a reverse magic eye where the, the harder you look at it, the less of sense it makes. Um, yeah. There's also this sense of, okay, well, he, he's not believed. Okay, which is something we see consistent in children's movies where it's like, okay, this thing's happening and this kid is not believed. Not believing somebody does not make you the villain. <laughs> okay, so, I'm sorry. So if I, as a parent, walk into a room and you've ruined the cookies I made for your class and some of them are burnt and some of them have shark bites out of them and shit like that, um, yeah, I'm probably going to say, hey, maybe this kid needs to take a seat. Okay, like maybe this, maybe we should uh, worry about our kids' mental health. I don't think that makes them bad people for being like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, if it, it, can you imagine the opposite? Can you imagine having a kid and believing every single thing that kid says? Absolutely it's crazy. Not. Absolutely not. That kid would be a terror. Mm-hmm. And you probably use oh. it to lie all the time. If I had that ability, oh, man, I'm going to do bad shit and a ghost did it. You know who did that? A ghost. <laughs> a, a spirit blew through me and took over my body. Like, what do you want? <laughs> How do you as a parent look at that and go, oh, yeah, no, that's totally fine. This is a, it's yeah. a very normal situation. And I'm going to oh. call it the bulk of evidence from the beginning of humanity up until now strongly suggests that Shark Boy and Lava Girl do not exist. <laughs> Yes. Yes, absolutely. And let's just take a quick break from the episode to thank our sponsor of this week. And our sponsor this week is uh, Hank Green. Uh, you know him from the internet. He does all kinds of stuff on there. And he has a new book coming out called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor, which is out July 7th. And actually how he became a sponsor is actually a pretty cool story. Yeah. He So he wanted to do an ad campaign where he hit up a bunch of uh, podcasts and his published was like don't do that that's weird <laughs> and he was like well i'm gonna do it anyway and then just took five percent of his advance and was like spot has been sponsoring a bunch of small i guess weirdo podcasts like us <laughs> yeah and it's it's very much appreciated and i mean maybe we are at the weirdos who knows uh <laughs> but uh if you're a fan of hank green um you may know that this is actually a sequel to his first book uh which was called an absolutely remarkable thing and this is how that's story wraps up that's how uh how that all works out but if you're not familiar with it uh the first book it kind of covered uh the fact that uh 
um, there's contagious dreams and some uh, weird stuff. And this one follows it up where uh, it's uh, they say the world is confused as ever. Andy has picked up April's mantle of fame, speaking at conferences and online about the world's post-Carls. And Maya, ravaged by grief, begins to follow a string of mysteries that she is convinced will lead her to April. And Miranda infiltrates a new scientific operation, one that might have some repercussions beyond anyone's comprehension. So sounds suspenseful as hell. Uh, and yeah, you guys can get this book uh, wherever you get your books and in whatever form you want. Hardcover, ebook, audiobook, wherever you can get it. Um, the Library Journal said that throughout this adventurous, witty, and compelling novel, Green delivers sharp social commentary on the power of social media and both the benefits and horrendous consequences that follow when we give too much of ourselves to technology. So if you guys are interested, uh, you can check that out at hankgreen.com. Once again, that's hankgreen.com, and you can find out where to get your copy of A be- Beautifully Foolish Endeavor out July 7th. So thank you, Hank Green, once again, for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, now, if we could dive into Shark Boy and Lava Girl, okay? Yeah. And how it seems like none of their motivations are beyond their own interests at any point. <laughs> okay. To me, they're not even good heroes, okay? And here's why. All Shark Boy cares about is that he finds where his dad is, okay? And all Lava Girl wants to know is, like, this, like, what what she's meant to do, her origin story, this whole sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, I don't think we need this much background for imaginary characters. <laughs> no. Well, and the movie starts with a, a very elaborate backstory <laughs> for uh, Shark Boy. For Boy. Sure. It's and, so detailed. It's yeah. so detailed, and I'm sorry – that guy's father is not a good man. You don't bring a child out to the middle of freaking nowhere and go, okay, can you feed these sharks that talk? Because that's, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and then Lava Girl just shows up. And I'm, uh, I really do want to talk about this because Lava Girl has no backstory. Literally, her arc in this entire thing is, I am the only, one of the only women in this movie Please make me a three-dimensional character. Please flesh out my backstory. Please give me a motivation. Like, it's literally just like, please develop me as a character. And I thought that was so funny. Like, in a, in a 3D movie. In a, <laughs> I keep forgetting it's 3D, man. I can't handle that. I know. In I a 3D movie, your, <laughs> your main protagonist's arc is... Please make me a real character. <laughs> Please put thought into my background and motivations. Please don't just make me lava girl who shows up because you need a girl here. <laughs> like, you Oh, man. You want to know what, what... Okay, another favorite... Because they're all just coming to me, and I'm sure I'm going to forget some of them, okay? I'm going to look back at my notes after this, after this uh, episode, and I'm going to go, Oh, frick, I forgot to mention this. One of my favorite yum 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 parts of this movie is that, so they dream. So this kid, essentially, what happens is is this world's getting destroyed by this bully because the bully stole his dream journal and like wrote all over it, and now he has to try and save the world. And these guys are attack or his dream world essentially um, because it's under attack. Okay, and nobody believes that. 
that that these things are real or what have you. But while we're in the dream world, it seems like there are tons of rules and no rules at all. Um, so one of my favorite scenes is um, our main character dreams up uh, a shark vehicle, but it won't start because he forgot to dream the gas. And I'm I almost flipped a table, Craig. I almost flipped a fucking table when he's oh no i forgot to dream the gas and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. that's the thing that's stopping any of these things from moving in this universe you have a flying robot you have other things but this thing can't move because it needs gas (laughs) i fucking lost it when he's i lost my fucking mind dude we literally were just on a banana split (laughs) boat uh, but somehow I forgot to think of gas like, for the thing. shark vehicle. It's so when okay. Is there a full scene with Taylor Lautner singing and breakdancing? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Is it necessary? Absolutely not. Does it make sense? Certainly not. Do we need it as an audience? You betcha. You fucking bet your boots. You bet your boots. We need it. I could not stop laughing this he, is this <laughs> this is directly after the cgi uh with uh bubbles with the smiles too like this is this is a one-two hit i just this wrote is... there's a song now and like i just put my i think i had to take a lap i think i i, I went to the kitchen <laughs> and got myself a snack because i could not believe this it's 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 pure and it's like okay so here's here's the whole this whole scene. I'm gonna try and describe it best I can, but I'm sure I'm gonna leave out some important details, what have you. They're, they have to make him sleep so that he can dream up things to help them in the dream world. And even though he's in this dream world, he's not technically dreaming until he falls asleep within the dream world that can only exist in his dreams currently. All that aside. I don't know. <laughs> All of this details aside. Um, so in order to make him fall asleep and have good dreams, um, Shark Boy starts singing what I would describe as a fairly aggressive song. <laughs> it would never put me to sleep ever. Um, a fairly aggressive song. And for some reason, even though this kid's eyes is closed and it does not add anything to the experience, he starts aggressively breakdancing. <laughs> Which I will say, not bad. <laughs> okay. Taylor Lautner as a, as a half child, half shark is believable to me. <laughs> The way he acted it, the way everything, I'm like, you know what, he, they made him aggressive, ooh, ooh, another one of my favorite parts, oh my god, this is so good, so they get trapped in a cage, I can't even remember what happened to get to this point, but they get trapped in a cage, okay, and they can't get out of the cage because Lava Girl's powers are diminishing, okay, and she cannot blow through it, Um, and at one point, the solution to this is to have Taylor Lautner take his shark teeth and literally rip the metal off of this cage. And it is done so well and so poorly at the same time. It's, it is it is an escape scene for, for the ages, I would say. For the oh, ages. The, the CGI <laughs> looks so bad in it. And like the whole thing was like he was weak, so he couldn't do it before. And then they get her, him mad. And then he is able to do it. So Shark Boy's kind of thing is like that he's always kind of mad. Like he's got mm-hmm. anger issues. 
But then Lava Girl's thing is that like she can't control how hot her lava is, which to me seems like the same issue. Like, like it makes more sense to me. I know I'm 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 trying to apply sense to something that makes none. <laughs> I know this is like I know this is like trying to paint the ocean. Uh, but like <laughs> paint the ocean. That's oh, man. isn't that like like Lava Girl should have the anger issues, right? <laughs> like, like, I understand that sharks are also kind of an angry thing, but like, I don't know. Just, I mean, the girl who's too hot-headed, you would think would be Lava girl. the character with the, the anger issues. I don't know. I don't know. This this whole, oh my God. If you just sit back and put your feet up, you, you could enjoy yourself, I'm sure. <laughs> but I kept sitting there going, how does, how does this work? What it? Who, who's bad? Why are they bad? What's going on? <laughs> like, it's just like, it changes and, char- and characters change. I would like to say just one point of like, okay, something that I believe is supposed to be like seen as villainy in this movie is the fact that uh, George Lopez won't, doesn't want uh, Max to hang out with his daughter. And yeah, I was interested in your take on this. Cause like that to me was like kind of the dickiest thing that he's, he does. Well, as uh, as somebody that is a daughter to a father, uh, I'm going to say that's a standard answer. <laughs> I'm going to say that seems pretty standard. I would say, yeah, definitely a dick because, you know, like your your daughter's in your classroom and you don't want to impede her from having friends. But I could understand after the lengthy conversations with this kid and the fact that if my daughter was the only kid that also agreed with this kid that I thought was kind of flying off the rails a little bit, I'd be like, maybe a little space. Maybe a little space between you two. Because every time you talk, she agrees. And I don't know if this is necessarily healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you both need other friends. Is the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we should team up on this. Also, it was kind of weird that she was like... Uh, because she is also a main character in his dreams that she is this ice princess and she has this cold heart. And yes. I'm like, okay, so the, I, I don't get that metaphor. Cause I'm like the only kid in your class that likes you has a cold heart. What? <laughs> and like, I was supposed to be able to freeze time and then it didn't work. Like that whole thing was, did that do anything? Here's, here's what I think. I think <laughs> the, Whoever wrote this, small child, adult, whatever, um, anytime we need a problem, let us create a problem, <laughs> okay? Not let's let's lead to a problem that happens organically. Let us just drop one in and change the rules whenever we feel like because we need another problem to happen here. <laughs> Although I will say this movie loves problems. <laughs> It's problem after problem after pro- there's there I didn't it's dream about the gas. How of course. Of course. It's, it's <laughs> yes, it's the end then way of writing, which is how kids tell stories. Right? They go <laughs> and then there's Shark Boy and then there was Lava Girl and then they had a bicycle but and then like there was no gas and then they went to go see an ice princess and then she had a locket and then the locket didn't work, and then they were in a cage, and then they were out of the cage because Shark Boy bit it, and then <laughs> it's like a it's like a child improv troupe wrote this. Like, yeah. 
I mean, that's how kids formulate stories, though. It's just a series of one-off sketches. And it's hard to... Here's why it's hard to defend any villain in this, because literally there's no consistent motivation for any character any way through this. Like, like going back to the, the George Lopez's daughter, mm-hmm. it's like, in one sense, in one scene, he's like, please get to know there's good kids in this class. Presumably he thinks his own kid is a good kid. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, but don't make friends with my daughter. It's like, it's such an inconsistent thing. The dad is inconsistent, whether or not he's supportive of dreams or insupportive of dreams. Yeah, like, I mean, if, if, if to me, it's, uh, it, I think the kid's the villain of the movie. I genuinely think Max is the villain of the movie, okay? Because it's just based off of the facts, okay? He's the only one that, that destroys shit. He's the one that turns people in his lives into villains, but from this kid's perspective, who, who who even knows if the bully was actually that bad? This is all from Max's perspective, as far as I'm concerned. Okay? I mean, uh, what, how much of this was actually based in reality in it, or in this kid's fucking mind? This is a good point. I think it's I a mean, fair I, question. <laughs> I think another problem with this movie is trying to dissect what is actually reality <laughs> and what is his dream. Uh, <laughs> Something that gets incredibly muddied uh, the further you get towards the end. Oh, the um, end, you're like, I, I think as soon as the movie stopped, I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going to look right at the beginning. And first of all, that kid is a bully. Uh, I do not condone that at all. And mm-hmm. he does chase down Max and steal his dream journal. Yes. And then proceeds to... Um, write in it and scratch things out and be just a general dick of that. I don't think that's right. Okay, who do you think's more of a bully, though? That kid or Max dreaming up his uh, teacher as a villain and then dropping him down in the middle of their own universe? <laughs> that's a bully. Okay, you know who's yeah. a bully? The bully is the person that creates all of the villains in the movie. I mean, yeah, I, okay, he literally I will, creates them. Yeah, that's he true. he created all of them. So I would I will absolutely agree with you if we are looking at only the points that are reality in this movie. I could agree with you that yes, like the bully's the villain. He's not a good. You know what I mean? He's still a kid, and like yeah, kids make mistakes and shit like that. And like I'm not gonna hear uh, to dissect all that, but. Um, if you look at this movie as a movie, Max is actually the villain. He creates everything. He creates the destru- the destruction. He creates a character that doesn't have a background story and it tortures them. He creates another character that doesn't know where his dad is. This kid could drop off this kid's dad today. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he creates all these issues and these problems, okay? And yeah, then when he's... he's- when he's told not to do that, he doesn't listen, and he goes deeper. <laughs> he's that's like, true. well, he's, you know what? We're going to go farther. That's so fucking dark. I didn't even realize. The way you put it is like he is creating people with their with issues for his amusement. Mm-hmm. He is creating He's creating these people's pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, creating all of this, and not only is it bad, because, okay, if I dream something bad... I make sure that I tell myself that it's not real and that's fine and da 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 da. 
Max is dreaming all of these things, and he said he reinforces it. He says these are real. These villains do exist. Like these, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl do exist. So if these people exist to you, and they're really important to you, why can you not provide them the fundamental things that they require? Fuck, that's dark. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I went. No, that's wait, super for, dark. I, I mean, I'm going to double down on the Como thing. So. <laughs> Humanely, medically induced. It's like that guy from X Men Two who was like too too power, like he would wipe out every mutant or whatever. So Mm. they had him like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this kid's gonna wipe out the population and is apparently thrilled to create new ideas. (laughs) Oh, what other? What other? uh, What other Frankenstein thing can I come up with? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, this kid's evil. And I and in that context, I can't believe I'm thinking this deeply of this movie. Oh uh, yeah, so we're in, already here. <laughs> in the context that you've given it, um, where he is creating the pain and creating the suffering mm-hmm. of all these characters, Linus or Minus as he is in the um, uh, dream world, is literally just trying to rewrite the dreams. That's his motivation. That's his mm-hmm. stated motivation that he's going to rewrite this. So in a way you could say that like that is because he wants to make everybody happy or undo the pain of creation. You know, oh, like yeah. actually, and I'm also really glad that you mentioned that one point, that one moment where they call him minus, because that is a teacher calling because that's another point that I wrote down. I was like, I feel like there is a really good background story to this kid and he's kind of wilding out for a reason. First of all, he's getting bullied by his teacher. Okay. A little bit, a little bit. He calls him a minus. And uh, even though, even though he was lying, he says, uh, the teacher asked him, he said, did you steal his dream journal? And the kid says, no. Okay. Now, We all know he's lying as an audience. We know he's lying. But as a teacher, you have a feeling, you have an inkling, but you don't know. And he directly starts berating that he's like, no, I know you, you took it. You have to give it back right now. And it's like, okay, so you're believing this other student over this kid immediately. Okay. And I'm sure he has behavioral problems and stuff like that. But then to call him minus, okay, is insane. Secondarily. A little too far, yeah. Secondarily, any kid... That I, because I have to assume his parents have forced him to do this. What kind of kid, what kind of parents makes a kid go to school with a big L stitched into his fucking sweater? This poor (laughs) bastard. This poor bastard. Okay, any kid I know that went to school, if they had a big L on their chest, they wouldn't survive. They wouldn't survive, okay? You're getting, you're getting all the comments, okay? Because kids literally will form their hand into an L and put it up to their forehead or whatever. They wrote a song about it. Yeah, that's a big burn. That's a big burn when you're a kid. And this parent, and these this kid's parents are like, yeah, yeah, yeah go to school in that. You know why? Because your name's Linus, okay? And if you lose that sweater, we're going to find it again. <laughs> you better hope there's no one else in your class with an L name. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like this kid. I'm like this kid. I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, and I do I, another credit to George Lopez's uh, <laughs> teacher, which is that yeah. when all that goes down, he does pull both of those kids to figure it out. Right? He's like, both of you are staying because mm-hmm. he realizes that this is a problem between these two students. Absolutely. Right? You need and like. I, at the beginning, he's like, you need to learn to get along. Do you guys think you can be friends? And they're like, no. And he's like, okay, well, then you have to like at least be 
good to each other. So like this mm-hmm. is clearly an ongoing problem. And I, I do like that as a teacher. I'm going to disagree with you. I think he absolutely does know that he stole the journal because uh. <laughs> a tiger doesn't change its stripes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How, how long has that kid been in the class? You know, I don't think you should stereotype or profile anybody, but I, if you've mm-hmm. got one kid in the class who's always causing trouble, it's probably that kid. You know what else is a trip? Um, George Lopez uh, is not only the teacher yep, and, and uh, Mr. Electric, but he is also um, one of the guardians and one of the good guys in his dreams. He's the robot. That floats around. They got oh, George. The Lo- yes, they got George Lopez, and I think if you listen to it, it, it is actually quite noticeable. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> he's it, also uh, the uh, dad of the Ice Princess. He provided the voice of that. Yeah. So you have this child that's put this guy in so many different roles that he is like somehow he is a parent. He is a guardian to him. He is also his villain. It's like, well, you know what? I'm not going to call this teacher a villain then. <laughs> Cause it seems like you're not even sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's pretty much the theme of the movie. I'm not sure what any um, of these characters are. <laughs> I will say, you know, what's super crazy to me. Um, that whole scene where right before, uh, like when the weather looks really bad and they're like, okay, like it looks like there might be a tornado. If I'm a teacher at no point would I be like, Oh, the weather looks bad. Well, let's scare the shit out of all the kids in the room right now. And let's talk about tornadoes and how they form and how they can be destroyed. It was like, he was like starting in on a lecture about tornadoes while there's one brewing outside. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, and then there was the weird part at the end where, you're like, okay, he was talking about tornadoes, and that's why, and then Max is asleep in class, and you're <laughs> like, oh, that's why he dreamt that there was a tornado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then George Lopez is waking Max up, and then there's a, because there's a tornado outside, and you, <laughs> and you, and you go, first of all, this kid was sleeping through a fucking hurricane, like a, through a tornado. Yeah. Shouldn't you all be in a gymnasium right now? <laughs> yeah, Something like <laughs> it was one of those just like mind blowing, mind busting. Like, what is the reality of this movie? Was it? Well, and I think that's where it kind of jumped. Fr- and I, I know this is going to sound crazy because this, this movie jumps the shark a lot <laughs> for me. Um, because like, but I've always felt like I, as soon as I had a handle on something, they would change the rules and I'm like, oh no, I don't understand it again. Um, and the biggest one for me was at the end where we established that like, if you believe hard enough, all of these things can be real in reality, which is like, okay, I guess like as a metaphor, that makes sense, but it's not presented as a metaphor at the end. It's presented as no, no, these things do exist. And I'm like, okay, now I truly have not understood anything I've watched. <laughs> this this movie is does not rise to the level of having a metaphor. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain confidence yeah. that you have to have before you can like assign any sort of symbolism or anything mm-hmm. to a piece of work. And uh, this does not clear that bar. This is this is a literal. This is <laughs> this is as literal as it can possibly get. There's no subtlety. There is no nuance. This is a fucking roller coaster of 
Yeah. All right. It's it's crazy. I don't know. I, I if you smoke weed, this is the movie for you. Okay, <laughs> check it out. You know what I mean? Roll yourself something comfy, sit back and relax, because sweet baby Jesus, you're about to get your dick blown off, okay? <laughs> this movie is bananas. It's, it is one of the most bananas things I've ever watched, to the point where my response to Craig was when he said, what the fuck am I watching? I just said, ah, ha, 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 Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, I, I don't know. In conclusion, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to point out? Like watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only conclusion is that everybody should have watched this. If you have watched it, take a rewatch. Cause it's probably not how you remember it. <laughs> in conclusion, I would say, I'm not sure who the villains are, whether or not they were <laughs> consistently villains or whether or not they're right. This movie broke my brain and it broke the premise of this podcast. <laughs> but I guess this would probably be a good time to uh, do our definitive ranking of how mm. good the villains are. Uh, right. I've got something absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay. So, for, uh, and who am I reading? I'm, I'm going to read the bully. Yep. And it's who I'm reading. So, um, I have a scale of what I believe other characters in this series could be. Uh, so from a tornado toddler to an aardvark adult, I am going to give our bully a problems at home preteen. Fair. That's, I think we. Fair. I think that's exactly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the, uh, since this was written by a child and is all about a child's fantasy, uh, I did the childhood fantasy scale. Um, so on a scale of boogeyman's in the closet, right? Already active mm-hmm. imagination to uh, running around with a cape pretending you're Superman. Uh, I'm going to give. Uh, uh, I guess I'm doing uh, Mr. Electricity in this one. I'm going to give him a uh, wanting to be a fire truck uh, because <laughs> it's a good use of your imagination. But what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my definitive ranking. Um, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, a couple ways that you guys can support the podcast. So first of all, um, if you've enjoyed us, if you like listening to us, uh, please uh, like and subscribe um, on whatever pl- uh, podcasting platform you use. Um, if you could leave us a quick one sentence review, that would also be of a really big help. It helps with the algorithms and all the rest and helps uh, new people discover the podcast. Um, if you want to reach out to us, we are on Twitter, uh, VWR podcast um, on Twitter, uh, villain was right on Facebook. Um, and you can also, if you have any suggestions, as, as Rebecca said, this was a, an audience suggestion. We do audio suggestions all the time. It makes our life a lot easier. Um, you can get in touch with us at, uh, villain was right at gmail.com. That's the podcast email. Uh, so you can check that out and a couple of other ways you can help the podcast. As always, we have a uh, we've got a Patreon popping off. All right, so if you would like to uh, throw us a couple bucks, you can always be a part of our Patreon. If you take our top tier, you're going to get everything that we have backlogged. So we release uh, two bonus episodes every single month. Uh, we've got uh, Men in Black is mine this month, and uh, Craig, yours is the. Oh, we're doing the uh, Rocketeer. 
Yeah, the Rocketeers. So um, you guys can go check those out. We also have different tiers. If you just like literally want to throw us one dollar a month, that's super chill, and we're into it. Um, and if you if you're not a Patreon and you don't have any money, well, just thanks for listening. Or even if you have money and you're like, fuck these bitches, I'm not paying them. That's fine too. We're just glad you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I have a very light one. This is just something that I came across and I just think it's so funny. Okay. I got into a Twitter argument, which is of course, don't do that. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? No, you know what I mean? I'm fighting with a sentient car profile. Like I, there's, there's no point in any of this, but you know, sometimes you get a little pissed off and you need to say something anyway. Doesn't really matter what it was about. I don't need to get into what movement or whatever. But the point is, is his comeback for me um, was, oh, what was it exactly? Uh, I think it was something like, like, why are all these pinko broads always fours? Okay. Now, I'm fine with being called a four on the internet. That is quite all right by me. Okay. Especially by a man that hasn't put his own photo in his profile. So I'm sure he's five star beautiful, but (laughs) because that always makes me laugh, but I couldn't, I was so thrown off. I was like, pinko, what the fuck is a pinko? I, because uh, first of all, I am bad in history. Okay. As I am in a lot of other things, but, uh, I literally had to go and look up the term that I was being called, okay, which is such a layer that I love. I love looking up something that I've been called because it's just, I don't know why it makes me laugh every time. It adds a little, an extra layer to this weird reality we're living in. So I'm looking up Pinko, which is apparently like a communist sympathizer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. um, no, I didn't know that, Craig, because it's a term from the 1920s. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. And I'm not ashamed I didn't know that. Okay. okay. And what, but what I would like to talk about very, very briefly is what I always find amazing is that generally speaking, the terms that people use match the period from when their opinion comes from. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like these guys that dig up these old racial terms or like these these negative terms for women or whatever it is. It's always people that have a 1920s opinion. It's always like your opinions are from there, so show, so should your vocabulary. And it outs you guys every single time. If you could just get a little bit, get an update, you know, freshen up freshen up your negative language you'll be a lot better hidden because the second i hear something like that my brain goes oh you're 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 dumb (laughs) so (laughs) oh yeah you you read something and thought well life peaked at the ninth in the 1920s so that's where i stopped (laughs) (laughs) anyway he is my villain of the week but also A little bit of a hero because the more you know. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I I fucking love the term pinko as an insult. I fucking. I thought it had something to do with vaginas. <laughs> oh no, it just means you're uh, fuck. Which we're. Uh, I'm sorry to say, Rebecca, we're probably both a little pinko. Uh, oh, dude, when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, okay, no, 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 I can, I can see that. I can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so I've got a, uh, in honor of the fact that this, uh, I was inspired by this movie this, this month by, uh, for my hero. Um, seen as how this was, uh, written by a child and, uh, produced, uh, by, <laughs> Uh, their father, uh, whether or not they should have. It's funny, actually, one uh, one review I saw was, uh, this belongs hung on the fridge next to a 100% spelling test, not in theaters. And I was just like, oh, great. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My comedy dick just got hard. That's right. so good. Such a good movie. <laughs> Fuck, I love a good critic when it's there. But uh, for my hero, uh, I have chosen someone who uh, supported me in creative endeavors, just not to that extent and good for her. Uh, my mother, uh, mom, um, who, uh, I used to write a lot. I was a very proficient writer when I was a little kid. I'd like hang out in my room and I just write these stories and then none of them good. None of them that hold up. Uh, but I was proficient and I, uh, the summer that I was, I guess I looked at the age that I was about 10. I spent, um, my summer writing this fucking epic 36 page story. It's 36 pages, Rebecca. I could not write. Damn. 30, I could not write 36 <laughs> pages this summer. Uh, and I did this and my mom took me to a print shop when I had finished it and I drew a cover for it and she got the cover laminated and she got the book, uh, spiral bound. That's just, super sweet. And yeah, and I was just like, oh, I felt like I had arrived then. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm a published author. Yes, this means so much. And I, so that, that means a lot to me. Um, And I just so happen to have that book here with me right now. Uh, I'll hold it up so Rebecca can see it. There it is. This is. It's so cute. Like uh, it's so cute. (laughs) So this is, this is a story uh, that uh, I titled the coin. Um, and it's got even got a back cover with a quick blurb as real books do, which I will read to you now. So the, uh, the start says dragon trouble, uh, trouble spelt with a U and only a U. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Rex is a 16 year old who has developed two interest, uh, just interest, just one singular, two interest singular uh one machines and two the medieval times now after his discovery of a time traveling coin joe must use his mechanical knowledge uh to uh uh no his sorry mechanical know-how to get rid of leo gondo's robotic dragon uh (laughs) that sounds great (laughs) sounds great and i'm just gonna read you very quickly the uh first couple paragraphs of this Jesus Christ. Story time uh, with Craig Fay. Everybody tuck in. Get so, your cocoa. Chapter one, the coin. As Mrs. Twatter, I think... <laughs> sorry, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know, right? <laughs> right? I didn't know what that meant. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be supposed to be twitter, I f- but fuck, you can't oh, unread that. <laughs> sorry, that caught me off guard. <laughs> sorry. I didn't expect you to come that hot out of the uh, gate. Okay. Like, sorry. Okay. Okay. So let's try again. Chapter one, the coin. As Miss Twatter, 
rambled on about the Egyptians and how smart they were, Joe Rex slipped into the medieval section of the museum. All Joe was interested in was machines and medieval stuff, like knights and archers. He had since he was five when he saw Robin Hood on TV. Yeah, fuck Miss Twatter trying to teach me about Egyptians in a goddamn museum. You think I... How dare you? I've got two interests, and it is medieval time and machine. Uh. Oh, my God, Craig. I'm sorry. And this is just like a side little thing, but I would love if your alter ego was called Miss Twatter. Like, that would be my favorite thing of all time. I would love that so much, and I'm going to try and implement that going forward. Anyway, he finds a coin. He decides he can travel back in time. At one point in the story, uh, his father brings home a helicopter that they just weren't using, and he rebuilds it into a thing. It's a fucking wild ride. I might do something with this at some point, but Jesus. Uh, it's really important to support kids when they're being creative, even if it's pure crap. Don't make a blockbuster movie about it. Uh, but... Uh, Man, can you can I, you leave, can you read me the last sentence? Can we hear the last sentence, or maybe the last little paragraph last or something paragraph of, your, of the book? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love right, that. So, uh, so, oh, sorry, thirty-seven pages. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So, uh, many days went by with no trace of Charles or the coin. Joe was knighted, given a room in the castle, but was trapped in time. The end. <laughs> Which is fucking bleak as hell. I didn't realize it ended with him trapped in time. <laughs> and Jeez. like, really? Just, really just dropped in there. Also, he could never go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've established that he has parents in this book, and no. they just think that he disappeared forever. Yeah, Super bleak. He, Super he died bleak. at 35 instead of 70. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. So that's uh, that's my hero of the week. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, where can people grab you? As usual, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads uh, at anything of your choosing. Um, again, apparently, I will take very serious suggestion from my website. So if, if you want to make a suggestion and you go to RebeccaReads.com, you can directly message me. And um, you know what I mean? The more passionate, the more I'm into it. If it's all you want in your life, we're going to do it. <laughs> very good yeah uh and you can also reach me uh at craig fay comedy on twitter uh you can also check out uh, i've got a new uh video series on youtube craig fay builds a clock where i am uh building a clock from scratch and explaining all the physics and kind of history and interesting stuff like that um making a couple jokes having a lot of fun along the way so episode two is out now so you can just go on youtube craig fay builds a clock and that does it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week is our audience choice. Technically, the uh, the voting is still up, but it's looking like it's going to be Princess Diaries running away with it. So asterisk next to that one. But tune in next week uh, for probably Princess Diaries. And until next time, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you to not let kids write a screenplay. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>